Hey, Church UX listeners, it's your host, Ryan Taus. Um, yeah, so this is a Tuesday, coming at you from a Tuesday, and it's been an interesting day. We had our, so you guys know if you've been following along with me here, that um, our team has been going through our very first sprint. Um, so Scrum, Agile type of thinking, framework. Uh, we've been using Jira, and then uh, today... We actually completed our sprints and had a sprint retro. And so for any of you guys out there who are uh, thinking about leading your product teams through this or trying to find processes um, to help your team achieve a better um, iteration cycle for your products, for your websites, for anything like that, um, I'm just sharing thoughts and sharing, um, being very transparent about that process as our team steps into that. And so I uh, just wanted to share a few uh, learnings from our, our uh, last sprint. So our teams are interactive team, open teams, sat down together. We got in one big room. We've just grown, by the way. We've added um, three new positions. And so we all sat down today just to kind of talk through that last retro really good and with the two we have two new um teammates let's see if i can get there uh clayton and uh man i am so sorry but i'm forgetting the other guy's name right now i need to get better at that um but anyways they come from more of that product type of thinking and i it sounds as though that they probably worked in jira before and did this whole scrum process so it was really interesting to get their input um but yeah it looks like they both we're super impressed with just the level of transparency and that everyone brought to the table in terms of like saying what went well, what didn't go so well. And from their reactions, it seems as though that's a really hard thing to achieve at a sprint retro. And so just any advice out there, it sounds like that would be where you need to lead your teams is to have that healthy environment where you have really smart people, high opinions, Everybody knows what they're talking about, but when they come together, there's a good give and take in the conversation to be able to speak your mind, to be able to clearly articulate what was a win, what did I fail at owning, all that kind of stuff that really produces a great sprint retro. Um, So some of the things we learned is uh, some teammates realized this process forces you to have uh, the ability to estimate a task. So how long is it going to take you to do that? And then your ability to break down that task in a way that you can assign a point value to that. So you know how big that task is going to be, how much of that time it's going to take you to go through all the steps to complete that task, which then produces um, a system, a value system around what is termed velocity, which isn't about speed as it is just like the time frame and the amount and uh, uh, the team's ability to actually get work done. And so for all of us just to kind of wrap our heads around being better at that and where it sounds like communication was another thing that kind of came up. Um, shocker there, right? Everybody needs to work on their communication. It's just a clear area that we can always be improving. And just to be more specific, it sounded like we need a clear communication around uh, who owned what and what time should a stakeholder be brought in? Who was the stakeholder? Um, do they need to be at the beginning of the process, the end of the process, the whole way through the process? Uh, so some things like that seem to be key stuff that kind of surface to the top that I just wanted to share with you guys. Um, yeah, hopefully. And so tomorrow we're going to be doing, 
our second ever sprint planning meeting. So we're gonna have all of our tasks clearly laid out, backlogs been groomed, um, and we're gonna sit down as a team and start throwing things into the sprint um, and addressing how many points, sitting down with engineering and just saying, hey guys, what can we accomplish this next sprint? And then round and round we go. So yeah, I hope you guys uh, are still enjoying these conversations. Again, I'm just kind of going off the cuff. So if at any point you guys want to hear something very specific or or um, just want to connect with me, again, just visit anchor.fm slash churchux. Call into the station. Love to hear from you. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Back again, uh, just I just got done with the last little snippet there and just recalling the conversation at the end of the day with one of the new teammates. Uh, I believe her name's Rachel Key. Um, she just recently got married, so I think I got the last name right. Um, just such a good conversation, and it's great what, what happens when you are able to add to the team. Um, so she was an internal candidate. So if you don't know anything about the model in which Life Church works, we have a central team housed in a singular location for the most part um, that help support everything going on at our individual locations, which I think we're up to like 27, 28 right now. And so Rachel is from our South OKC campus. And what I love about this is naturally with a structure like that it's really there's always going to be a tension of of a growing gap between um, the thinking going on from a central support to uh, standards and um, creating a an experience much like like a Starbucks or any other kind of multi uh, site model where you want to craft an experience and, and make sure that if it tastes great here, that it tastes great everywhere else. And so you have a comfort and you have um, the ability as someone who goes into those establishments to say, hey, you're in this location. I know for a fact you're going to love it. This is the way things taste. This is the way things look and feel. This is the environment. And knowing that that same thing is going to happen for that person at a different location. So there's just always going to be um, that tension. And there's always going to you have to be intentional about keep continuing to mind that gap. And so we were able to bring that fresh perspective of someone who's been serving in the capacity and on staff in the capacity um, for so many years at one of our locations on our team um, focused on helping develop a product that um, supports um, the users who are ultimately going to walk through the doors of those locations and also a product that our teams at campuses use. And so just how we communicate about that, um, the ideas of getting, uh, how do you get ideas back and close that, that time gap between, Hey, someone at a campus or someone hears something at a location. Uh, how do they get that idea and that feedback, not only to the right person, but in a timely fashion, and, and then, again, how do then do we as a team take that feedback, that valuable feedback, um, and work it into a process and work it into a system where we're able to prioritize that, discover that, define that, design that, and then develop and deploy that. Um, I'm super inspired. I'm super encouraged by that conversation. I'm thankful for um, the breath of fresh air that brings and just the fresh perspective. And so really... 
what I'm talking about here is when you bring in people onto a team, consider the way that person thinks. Consider the diversity that you're adding to the team. And if you at all follow um, product team development um, and team development in general, you don't want to bring people on the team who necessarily have a like-minded mindset. Diversity is not just about race, gender. Um, it's also background, perspective, um, skill set. And so just consider that I'm already seeing the benefits day two this person's been into uh, our team, but I'm already seeing the benefits of um, diversifying backgrounds and perspectives. And so I just wanted to make sure to include that in this podcast. So there's going to be two of them now um, in the single posting. But I wanted to make sure to express that, to encourage Maybe there's leaders of teams who are hiring right now and in between candidates. I just want to encourage you guys to take a risk and, and, and try to include somebody with a diverse background, a diverse thinking, because um, it's really that contrast is going to produce um, clarity, is going to bring, um, I think, good opposition, good disruptiveness to whatever you're trying to establish and make it better. Again, you know where to find me. You know where to join the conversation, anchor.fm slash churchux. We'll see you guys later. Bye.